Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I am Mark Israel. I will be your host uh, for this debrief episode uh, about the interview I had with uh, Michelle McKenzie, who is at the same time founder of a Gazella, and we'll talk about that and the podcast host as well uh, of the podcast called Where's the Funding? So, Gerald and Jason were with me today. Uh, what are your thoughts? Who wants to start? Jason, maybe? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us back on the show, Mark. Uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, what an interesting conversation with uh, Michelle McKenzie. Really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, the, there was a lot you guys covered. And, and some of the points that, that, that spoke to me and I wanted to pick up on was, firstly, she talks about... Um, entrepreneurship and what entrepreneurship boils down to and she says it's about solving problems and i and i think that's so true and so having interacted with them and seeing what the the repeated pain points are thinking what can i do to help solve some of these problems because entrepreneurship at the end of the day is about solving problems and who are you solving these problems for and what are the problems that you're solving so I thought of doing Agazella to create a platform for learning. So the tagline for Agazella is learn, launch, scale. Just at the basis, entrepreneurship is about focusing on solving problems. And she talks about adding value. And I think this is key to her success in terms of she's focusing on that value. She's focusing on the problem and what value she can bring on the problem. And I think that's a, a lot of times entrepreneurs, and I think we've mentioned this before, they focus on the solution. They're like, oh, I have this idea for a solution. And they don't let the problem guide them to what the solution should be. Um, and I think in her mindset and her thinking, she very much is focused on the problem. And as she spoke about with her podcast and then the, the evolution into her company, this was just basically, she, she had a problem, she was trying to solve it, and it had developed from there. And I think companies that, that have that from the onset, that mindset from the onset, really go a lot further. Instead of trying to push a solution down the consumer's neck, you are asking them what they want and solving that problem. True. Great. Gerald? Wow. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us again, Mark. Um, it was really interesting to to listen to Michelle, um, and I found it uh, very relatable. You will agree with me, like when she when she said she started her podcast during the pandemic. I think you can <laughs> we can all guys relate how how this happened. Yeah. Do we know Do we know people like that? Uh, I think <laughs> I, I I know a couple of guys also in, a, in an island called Mauritius who. Okay. In the middle of the pandemic, said, "Hey guys, let's start a podcast. Why not?" No, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like very much. I, I I want to to give a shout out uh, on on our podcast about uh, where's the funding podcast of uh, Michelle McKenzie. It's really interesting. I gave it a, I gave it a go. I think it's a very very in, uh, interesting resource for for African entrepreneurs. So if you guys are interested in funding so have a have a have a listen getting funded um you mean not in funding others getting well funded. getting funded and then <laughs> who knows where this leads you and if it leads True. you to funding others it means that you have been successful in getting funding True. <laughs> so yeah I, I wanted to give that shout out to michelle uh, michelle's podcast uh, i think that's uh, that's a that's a great initiative from her 
one thing that uh, that I have penned down me is uh, when you guys uh, yourself, Mark, you were talking about Africa and and the tendency for people who doesn't know Africa to when they come and they see and they actually just they just look at the problems of Africa, and as Michelle puts it, like right on the target is no, don't just look at the problems of Africa, see the opportunities that all these problems are actually creating. Look at the opportunities. Where can you actually uh, bring value and, 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 and tap into those opportunities? And I think that's, uh, that's an interesting point because even us Africans, we tend to look at uh, our landscape uh, and seeing only the problems. We see only the glass half empty. But what about the half full glass and just the other half that we need to go and the other half, which is the, the, the vast field of opportunities that we could tap in? And uh, as, you, as you both rightly said, it's, it's, it's about the mindset uh, that, you, that you take uh, within your approach. So I think this is something very, very good to, to keep always in our mind like yes we have problems yes we have a lot of challenges but what are the opportunities behind those challenges and and people addressing those opportunities like truly addressing those opportunities will be the next disruptors will be the one that will be actually taking driving african entrepreneurship forward that's my that's my that's my personal Thought, and you're right. And I was actually looking at a video yesterday um, with Jack Ma, um, who was talking about Africa. And, and he starts, it starts his, his, his talk by saying, well, everybody tells me that Africa has problems. Mm. But who does not have problems? Exactly. Everybody has problems. Okay. Yeah, maybe the African ones are bigger or smaller. We don't know. But everybody has problems. So don't, don't look at the problems. Look at the opportunities and the solution you can bring. Um, exactly. And you're completely right. Something that, that, that was kind of, you know, we, we all know the devil hides in the details. Um, and when we're talking about, you know, grant applications and grant requests, and she, she just said, well, just answer the questions. I know there is a tendency sometimes in certain African countries to give a lot of things and every certificate from every training that they've ever been to <laughs> and just all this extraneous information. If they didn't ask for it, do not submit it. And I say that because when you're on the Revere site, especially if a big RFA goes out, lots of applications are coming through. Yeah. And you have to find a way to whittle down. And sometimes the whittling down process is just, well, who paid attention and who did not? And yeah. I loved it because, and, you know, as I said, I was reviewing grant requests um, these, 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 these last weeks, and, and I saw many, many of them. And it's unimaginable that just people don't read or if they read well they they i don't know they don't get it i don't know what they, i don't know what they are no but but you know when 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 there is a question which says well what is your revenue forecast in the next year don't tell me a story give me a number <laughs> Just, uh, or at yeah, least start and, with the number and then tell the story how you get there but but don't invent something which is not the question Absolutely. And, and there's another thing that I, I would like to, to point out that you guys uh, went through and that Michelle McKenzie the, the shared with us. I think it's very important is 
when she said you need to have clarity yourself as the founder, as a leader of the company of, of, your, of your organization, have clarity for yourself first. Because this clarity, once you have it, you will be able not only to, to navigate, but to also delete your story to, to other people and go in your plan and you will execute as per your plan, like point to point, well, you are dreaming to start with. And um, clarity of, of, of thought, clarity of uh, plan and clarity of execution will honestly save you a lot of trouble. So yeah, this is uh, the second point I wanted to I wanted to to highlight from from your very insightful conversation, Mark, uh, with Michelle. Yeah, and I think I I, I took very similar um, points from that as well in in terms of her approach to the other side of the funding spectrum. You know, when you're putting these uh, applications in, you you tend to look at it from your view only, and you think about okay, how much can I give. Uh, to them in terms of what I'm doing. But you need to also think about the other side of the people on the other side. How are they reviewing it? How many, it's it's just like a job application, you know? You wouldn't go into your primary school certificates when you're doing a job application. Why would you do the same kind of style with with an application for a grant? And you bring up the, the grants as well. And I think that's, that's an interesting piece as well. And she even mentions it that she's likely to to put this um, on the table for one of her podcasts, uh, which is focusing on grants. And, and a lot of times these are overlooked in the funding um, ecosystem. And they can be very, as she points out, for, for non-tech companies particularly, this can be a very good field to look at for, for early stage funding. And, and it's something that in many ways is almost better than investment because it's, you know, most of the time does not come with equity that is associated with VCs or, or business angels. So I think that is a good point. And I think uh, she, she mentions it, that it, it is her speciality and she's, she's likely to do uh, uh, another, uh, to do an episode on her podcast uh, for that. But it would be interesting to hear from our audience in terms of, um, you know, developing a list of, of grants or applications across Africa that, that we can leverage. Because one of the biggest problems is knowing what grants and, and elements are out there for funding. Uh, I don't think there is a comprehensive list for Africa. And this could definitely be of value. So if you're listening out there and you know a few, please feel free to write in and, and hopefully it can help the, the next entrepreneur on that journey. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's right. And and on, on and I think to go into the same direction, I think that there, what we are seeing, and and even what I'm seeing in the funding space is money, or I would say let, let me rephrase, uh, finding money is is not a is not an issue. There is money everywhere. Okay, there is actually an excess of cash on the market. And I know it sounds very weird because many people are struggling these days um, and many entrepreneurs are struggling because they are short on cash. Um, but because there's been a lot of um, money creation by the different governments, okay, we're talking about trillions of dollars or euros or yens or whatever. Um, that means that there is a lot of cash actually in the banks and in investors' pocket. Uh, and, 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 but the thing that the, there is a lack of projects um, that requires that funding. 
serious project. I mean, so so I completely you're completely right, Jason and and, and guys. If you're listening, who are you listening? You know, uh, you know whether your pockets have funding. So in Mauritius, you've got the Mauritius Research and Innovation Council that has some money as well um, yeah. you know, to put in, in in startups and in innovation projects. Uh, but I know that the, uh, the the French development agency as well, the AFD, has has money. The, the European uh, European Commission has money. Uh, the um, uh, African Development Bank has money. The yeah. Exim Bank, the Chinese Bank, has money. So there is there is massive amount of money. There is. There. I would like to challenge you on that, however, um, in terms sure. of I completely agree with you, and I understand that, of course, you know the. The funding ecosystem is is growing in Africa, and it is there. And we are getting huge amounts of money that are coming in into this ecosystem, which is a great positive. Um, and I, there's there's no denying that. And and it is growing year by year. You can clearly see just in the investments that are being made. But I think I bring it back to that point of um, yes. I think from a funder's point of view, like, hey, we have the money, there's no projects, yeah? But on from, from the other side of an entrepreneur's point of view is like, okay, you have us milestones to get there before you, you invest in us because it's a much later investment, yeah? Whereas if you look at the other ecosystems in the world, that friends, family, and fools round is covered for that beginning phase of developing the business so that it has that potent proof of potential for the larger markets. So I think the funders are looking at it and there is a gap. And, and I think this is evident because otherwise we would have more unicorns, we would have more successful, we'd have much more investments. There would there would be a lack of cash if we were investing in all of the, the companies that had more potential. You, 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 I'm not saying that Either side is to blame, but what I'm saying is there is a gap that there's very limited focus on to to bridge, um, in terms of even from business angel investment to bridge into uh, invest, uh, you know, the bridge investment before you get your Series A or Series B. This is a lack. Once business angels put in once, they're very unlikely to put in again in in terms of bridging, um, and this is because we're copy pasting ecosystems from from abroad. In my view, I, I I love I love that you want to challenge, <laughs> and I I take the challenge. Um, <laughs> I agree with you mm. on one aspect, which is if you're looking for VC business angels uh, funds money, yes, they will require traction. They will require mm-hmm. a specific set of milestones and everything. True. Um, is this a lack of friends, family, and full money? No, probably not. Because if you take a startup, and I actually had this argument this afternoon, you know, with mm. one startup here um, who was expla- trying to explain, you know, how Instagram basically raised money and got billions of dollars, although there were just 20 people in the company. It says, well, let, let's not compare, you know, apples and peers. Um, and let's not compare what's done in the Valley. And I agree with you as well. So we, sh- we, don't, we don't need to copycat what's happening in the valley to the Silicon Valley, I mean, to what's happening in Africa. Um, and that's that's a mistake that maybe some VCs and some business centers are making. I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. And yeah, that's Having the very reason that, we created uh, Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. Just exactly. And, and, and having, having said that, the, the when, you start, when you create a startup with your friends, family, and fools, okay, money, mm-hmm. you probably create a startup with a couple of million dollars. Even if, even if you don't have a couple of million dollars, it's 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 maybe thirty, forty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Okay, because your burn rate is pretty high. Okay, 
yeah, you hire a couple of people, they, they, they agree to be paid in stock options or in options, but they need at least a thousand or two thousand, three thousand dollars a month. Okay, now you have to pay tax and everything done that. So, so it's not the same scale. Um, creating a company in Lagos, in Accra, in Abidjan, you know, may not require that same amount of money. So, yes. However, there is something which exists in Africa, and that's, that's where I think Michelle plays a role and can, and can play a role even in, with, through her, her podcast and through her courses on, on how to write great, uh, to write, uh, grant, uh, grant applications to get funded. It's, there are money from the EU, from the US, from China, from uh, local uh, funders, uh, which is not taking equity, it's just free money. But for that, you need to make the effort of first having a vision, getting a, a, a something that, that makes sense for your community, for, uh, for the business uh, and so on, and take time to feel that thing. You may not be successful 100% of time, Okay, but you know we had I had one company in, in in turbine who's now is funded by the MRIC. So so they put they put some money. Uh, he went through that writing. Da da da. He made the effort and got money. Um, others won't get it. That's true. Um, but yeah, there is money. I I agree, Mark. But to to my point earlier. Um, it's the in when when I was talking about that funding list we could create with with users uh, from listeners and, and from our our community. Um, half the battle is knowing about True. those grants. True. Um, you know the, the the startup you're talking about was in a great position. Um, not just the fact that they have a great company as I know them, but they were also in an incubator that was able to True. point them to the right direction. Knowledge sharing. So I think there there is a gap there. And if we were looking at the funding as a startup, we would be saying. Okay, you've got a product. You you know that the product is good for the problem. How are you getting to your customers? How are you sharing this with your entrepreneurs? How is it being communicated within the ecosystem? Because right now it's two separate ecosystems. It's the funding side and the entrepreneurship side. There's very mm-hmm. little crossover in terms of communication, um, and and that's my feeling. And then the other the other feeling is, um, just to close on that, um, is basically, if we look at again, we've mentioned it before. Uh, the maturity of the ecosystems abroad and the mentality and culture behind it, which I think plays a huge part in Africa in the sense that um, African funders or, or, or funders in general within Africa um, may be comparing African entrepreneurs to entrepreneurs who've been grown up in this in this already set mindset of it's okay to fail, it's okay to pivot, it's okay to do this, it's okay, you know, whereas in in Africa, we don't have that yet, and we're quite far from it. So I think there is a big divide, which is coming closer and closer, and I think both sides are making great efforts to come closer and closer, but I think there could be more to be done to connect the two. Yeah. No, you're right. And I, and I think that's a good idea anyway. So if anybody listens uh, and know about grants or anything, just drop us uh, a quick comment or an email. I'm very happy to create a page uh, on the site as well to put some of the big big donors or small donors. Um, but as I said, there are billions of dollars who are really flowing to Africa. It's just a matter of where to find them. And then once you've got, you've got that, to feel the right request. Cool. Jason, Gerald, thank you very much. Um, we had a great Pleasure time Mark. debriefing. And thanks to uh, all of you who tuned up and listened uh, to this episode. 
So you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder and CEO of the Talk Collective, uh, the company behind Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. And today uh, with Jason and Gerald, we debriefed about the interview I had with Michelle McKenzie from Agazola and host of the Where's the Funding podcast. And you will find all the details in the show notes. But before going to the details, don't forget, leave us five stars. It helps a lot. Thanks very much. And see you next week for our next episode. Ciao.